This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Bostonian versus the book here on props.com, on the props YouTube channel, on Twitter, as well as we begin the NBA playoffs tonight. Dave, how are you on this Tuesday? Your house still standing? Yeah. I mean, my goodness, that win last night had uh, <laughs> had me on the edge of my seat waiting for something to either blow into the house, the house to blow over, or uh, crazy stuff. But 65 to 75 mile per hour wind gusts we had here in Vegas last night. It was something to behold. I mean, windstorm is one thing. The dust storm is the it's other. Killing me. I'm, Couldn't I'm, see I'm it. I can't, I can't, I can't breathe with all the stuff's in my eyes. <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid even I went outside this morning for five minutes. I'm like, I can't even walk. I got, I got to go wait till later. It was terrible. And hoodie weather is back here in Vegas. Yeah. At least for a couple of days. It felt good. It's chilly. You went for a little outside <laughs> shot last year this morning. I was like, man, going outside today is something else. It's like, wait it's a minute. Soft, I, man. It was on. not, it was 92 I was at the beach or the, sorry, I was at the pool with my mom and my daughter on Saturday. (laughs) And today I don't even want to go outside. Today is cold. It's like 48 or something, 52 or something outside. It was cold. It's a, that's a 45 degree temperature drop, man. That's a, that's a big darn deal. So, yeah. yeah. All right. uh, This is, we don't know this. We're going to watch this story today. This is a horrible story unfolding in Brooklyn, but it does inf- impact the sports world because the Nets are supposed to play tonight at home up against the Cavaliers. Now, the numbers moved to nine and a half. We'll get into that a little bit later on, but there was a shooting in Brooklyn this morning in a subway system, and the, the shooter is currently in the tunnels as far as the last report that I saw. They don't have the shooter yet apprehended. And so there are some people who are wondering whether or not the Cavalier game gets played tonight. It the, the play in tournament is very tight from a window perspective. Yeah. And so you, you don't play tonight. It's going to impact. There's a domino effect. that's going to impact a bunch of different games coming down the pike. But just from a book perspective, you know, we've been through a lot of these lately, unfortunately over the last four or five years, but what do you do with this? Does it impact the game? Do you pull the game down? If you're the book? No. If the, the the last thing you do, like the last thing we used to do was pull a game down. I mean, even with information, you try to leave it up as long as possible. If it's not played today, though, it's a refund. Pretty okay. much standard operating procedure. I mean, even though when you put it back up, say they're going to say they're going to play it tomorrow. Okay, you have to rebet it. So, you okay. know, all the monies will be refunded and then put back, which stinks for the book operation wise. But, man, that's a crazy situation. I mean, we talked about stuff yesterday. Um, you know, at the end of the show, just how fragile it all is and crazy life and all this other stuff. And you wake up and you hear this and now you're like, man, 
what's happening right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think they'll play the game? I think if they apprehend the shooter, they'll play the game. Yeah. But it, it's currently one o'clock in the afternoon. This game is scheduled to tip in six hours. If they don't have this guy apprehended within like an hour, then no, I think they probably will post. Excuse me. They will postpone it in Brooklyn. And yeah, because I mean, it's two miles, they said, from the uh, Barclay Center or whatever. Yeah. It's really, I mean, you'd so be putting people every, take the subway right there. to the game, right? Yeah, so you'd be, you'd be asking people to go. And I haven't seen if the subway is currently shut down at the moment. I'm guessing there's a line or two shut down, but you can't really shut down the entire subway system, I don't think, in New York and the five boroughs. I would, the entire city would come to a halt if you did that. Oh. But I don't know. I mean, I'm just watching CNN right now, and it's it's not being treated as a terrorist attack at the time, as of right now. And it is obviously of the number one importance of every, everyone, law enforcement, everybody involved in security. But if they don't have this guy, I would say soon, I don't know if this game gets played tonight. Just simply yeah. because how do you ask people to go into the subways, you know, <laughs> and, and travel to Brooklyn from wherever if you don't have this shooter apprehended? Is it sucks? <laughs> is it tone deaf to play it without fans? I mean, I don't know. We've done it so often now with COVID and whatnot. Like, it sucks to do it, but I think you could do it, right? I mean, just to keep the schedule, because, I, I mean, like in the NBA offices right now, they're like, all right, well, if we postpone this, when are we going to play it? Now somebody's going to have a competitive disadvantage because they're going to have to play back-to-backs because the way the schedule is right now, nobody right. has to play the back-to-backs. Right. It's, you know, it's so a big deal. Back-to-back -back playoff bit, games, <laughs> elimination, back -back elimination games, and one team has to travel. And And – then they have to start the next round. They're already scheduled Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, so now you're just rolling right in. in, in yeah, that's three playoff games in maybe three days, right? Which with travel, right? Ooh. So now, so now, you know, I'm watching this unfold as we speak. You know, and I'm going, all right. If I'm in the offices, I'm trying to think, what do we do? I mean, because right now, with everything else and TV and all the people that they have to answer to, how do you postpone a game if you? You know, the players are already there. I mean, it, you know, and, and it just came across like the teams are preparing like they're going to play the game. Okay. So which they should. They, sh they but, have to. Which they should. It, yeah. But I didn't think about your points. An interesting one. I didn't think about like, what about just not playing with fans? That's interesting. It's an option now because of COVID, right? It right. never was an option before. Yeah. But like COVID opened up a whole world to a lot of people about just changing our lives in different ways. And then like I immediately thought, well, if they're already there, they're secure and safe. They'll play the game for TV. And we're gonna, you know, one step closer to playing sports in front of no not in front of people anymore, just for the TV. Like I I I mean, it was there was <clears throat> movies that talked about this. Right. And and had it. Think about the movie Rollerball. And it was all made for TV and they could do whatever they wanted. I, I don't know. Have you seen the show Black Mirror? Nope. All right. There's a show called Black Mirror on Netflix. And one of the episodes essentially is people who watch shows with avatars in the crowd. And their job is to power the world by bikes on on stationary bikes that's how they create electricity for Ooh. the world to work but you watch this event while you're biking in in creating power you're watching this show that's going on and there's no one in the audience it's all screens 
And when I saw the bubble in Florida and all the faces of people's avatars watching the game, I was like, oh my gosh, we have a Black Mirror episode come to life. <laughs> like this is absolutely insanity that we're doing this. But since we know now how to do it, yep. it's similar to the idea I was talking, I, I had a guy, Johnny Katz, who's an entertainment reporter for yeah. the, the RJ. So he came to speak to my class yesterday. Okay. And he told us that they have not opened up the RJ's newsroom and two and a half years now it's been closed and they're not positive. They will ever reopen it again because it's too expensive from a security standpoint and from a legal standpoint and insurance standpoint oh. to open up the newsroom. So he believes that the RJ will no longer have a physical b building. The review journal here in Vegas will not have the longest newspaper here in town will not have a newsroom. Everybody will work from home. Everyone will be remote and the idea of going to the office or to go see your editor is now gone. I mean, our company, we don't have offices. Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't, we, we don't see anybody. We, we don't have a, a headquarters. We don't have studios. Nope. We have people all over the country <laughs> that, yeah. that, are work, that are working for our country, different yeah. countries. You've got people in London, you have people in Toronto yeah. who are all, all working for, for props. And we don't have a home office. I mean, we've changed so dramatically. It's, so maybe, maybe it is coming that we don't play in front of fans. It's incredible. Um, I know, I mean, I started, um, you know, for the CBS affiliate in Pittsburgh at KDK, and I, I was introduced to a newsroom. And I used to think, what are we all doing here? <laughs> like, why? Really? Why? Yeah, it was strange because you had like, you know, the weather guy had his little corner. Yep. You know, and the anchors had their corner offices and you didn't touch them and they didn't bother you unless they needed you. The sports department was like the fraternity house. I mean, we 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 had a we had our own little section and then they moved us upstairs separate from everybody. Because right. we used to play catch and we used to do, you know, stuff that sports guys would do in between doing the news. And now to hear that like a newspaper doesn't have a room where everybody this writer's talking to this or writing this story and stuff. Like, I think you lose something, but I don't think it's completely necessary either. Would you agree with that? 100%. I, I think you definitely lose something. There's no way you don't have. I mean, I like seeing people. I like talking to people. I like having, you know, the interaction with people. <laughs> like, I just like it. I, I just think it's important. I think you like it, but then I think you like not like having it either. Like I, I don't like the commute. I don't like having oh, the to, commute can be done forever. I don't like, oh. I don't like having to go places and be required to <clears> be <throat> somewhere. I, I think you're a more productive office when you get into a conference room and you can sit across from somebody and actually have a conversation about what is going on or to, to strategize what's going to happen. Yeah. I think you bounce ideas, but I can tell you this, the more I get accustomed to Zoom meetings and the more I get accustomed to like when I tell someone, hey, want to jump on a call? It used to be a phone call. Now that's a Zoom call. Right. Now, that, now that's just a quick little like, hey, here's a link because I'm in this box, this room <laughs> for hours on hours on hours. Like, this is where I work. It's not this where I'm doing the shows. Yeah. It's where I do everything, whether it be I, I do two podcasts out of here. I do yep. all my Zoom meetings out of here, all my yep. conversations. And I sit here at this computer and I'm just doing constant. So I'm here for six, seven hours a day in front of this computer. It's why I wear blue light glasses. These are not glasses, by the way, guys. These are blue light glasses because my eyes are staring at screens the entire damn day. And I need my, a pair of those. My eyes start to bleed. And it's like, I'm like, ow, I need some. Whenever I'm wearing these, it's because my, I've been staring at screens for too much or staring at lights for too much or too long. 
but I believe that we're becoming more accustomed to just being virtual and not having a connection and getting and trying to get that interpersonal connection, maybe through a computer screen. And we feel more comfortable talking to computer screens. So we're more relaxed. I guess it's still, it's still, uh, I'd rather sit down and have lunch. That's what I miss. I miss when you, when you work someplace together for me, it was always about the lunches like, or the dinners where you could actually sit and had time to talk about stuff work related, but also get to know a person a little bit. And, you know, I mean, you've seen it when we go out, we talk about everything, but work until we get to that. It's 15 (laughs) minutes of, you know, bullshit until we get to, Hey, what do you think about this and that? And then we go. So that's every day. And that's, that's what I miss the most. Well, look, we were going to talk about the Red Sox at the top here and this net story kind of got obviously priority on the show, but Red Sox and the Tigers are playing today. Red Sox are one in three told you yesterday. I didn't think the Red Sox should have been favored in that game and they lost. Yeah, but they're right back to minus one twenty five favorites today. Game has started. So you can't and that's bet Rich it. Hill, right? That's our yes. Hill is Rich Hill. Correct. 44, 43 he's year old. old Rich he's Hill. older than you. Almost. I'm 45. But yeah, he's my age pitching for the Red Sox. And there are some people who are really excited about him coming over because he's just a soft throwing lefty that gets people out. And, you know, so today Red Sox. I thought they were going to be in trouble. They lost three to one. It was one, one Red Sox won in the first five. And then they lost the game three to one bullpen blows it again for Boston. So that's two losses now for the Red Sox when it comes to the bullpen. Really going to count three, it's really three for all three losses this year. They're one and three on the road. Tigers are off to a decent start for my win total projection. I like them to go over 78 wins and they're two and two. So keep that going and just right. go, go 81 and 81 and we're good with the Tigers. But I I mean, are we, and I talked about the Red Sox fans overreacting, but I'm seeing it across the board. Are fans overreacting like way too much here in the first week? Cause I, I see it from gamblers too. Oh, gamblers are overreacting too. It's, 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 uh, it's like a rite of passage every spring. <laughs> like the fans overreact to all of it. Betters overreact to all of it. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I I don't think it's time to hit the panic button, or I don't I don't think it's time to you know worry about you know cashing your season win ticket thing yet. For the for the Red Sox, you said it; they got to worry about the bullpen. Like yeah. you got to figure out the bullpen. I mean, you saw it yesterday with the Phillies and the Mets. I mean, the eighth inning is a problem for the Mets. <laughs> it's already a problem twice, bad three times, like you said. Um, you, a lot of things are being figured out, but on both sides of the counter. I mean, there's there's numbers that are – if you play this game in a month, I'm not sure the Red Sox would be favored at Detroit. Wow. Right now, right now they're favored because the Red Sox are the known commodity. The Tigers aren't. And the market moves the number. You know, I mean, the game should legitimately be pick them. And I don't know – I didn't check the opener, but that game's a pick them game. Rich yeah. Hill – is favored on the road. I mean, when you say it out loud, you're like, it can't be. Like, doesn't matter who's pitching for the other side, um, in my mind. But that's what the market tells you, and I think you see numbers like that all over the board. Yeah, I think, I think the Red Sox offense. This is what happened last year. They started on the road just like last year, and they get off to a rough start, and then they go home, 
and they have one of the best home field advantages in all of baseball. And they've got great home atmospheres and the ballpark is, I mean, they build their lineup for their home ballpark. Trevor story's got the flu. So they got one of their big bats, which is out of the lineup. So that's a, that's a little bit of a loss. I don't know. I, I just, I, I was talking, I talked to the story about my mom watching the game and I was texting with my brothers who were already pissed off and angry. And I'm just like, guys, I was like, it's April. I was like, Talk to me at Memorial Day. We have so much time to go. Like we forget how freaking long baseball is. Like this is a really long, long season. And just relax. Like there's plenty of things to yeah. happen. Plenty of good times are coming. And just you know, I, I'm not overreacting yet. I'm not angry. I'm not. I'm not thinking the Tigers are going to be great. I'm not thinking the Red Sox are going to suck. Right. I will say this though. Blue Jays look damn good. I mean. Blue Jays yeah. offense is as a firecracker of an offense. If you light that fuse, those guys can go and put up a bunch of, yeah, there you yeah. go. I had to make sure I will get to the Clippers talk there. I wore that and kept that one aside. The Blue Jays overreaction is definitely um, in full force. I mean, everyone that's a Blue Jay fan is like this team, this, this team, that <clears throat> they won 91 games last year. It's a good, it's a good baseball team. Do you remember Dave Steeb? Yeah, of course. Whenever I see that hat, that's, I don't know why it's a weird thing. Whenever I see that particular Blue Jays uh -huh. hat, I don't know what, maybe like he owned the Red Sox wearing that hat or something, but whenever I see that hat, Dave Steve, bam. And I'm like, that's Dave Steve. I don't know why. It's just like, it's a random thing. There's been so many other pitchers for the Blue Jays in their history, but that dude pops to mind. The second you put that on, we have so many memories of guys in different hats uniforms it's great because I, I i did another show this morning and he said to me when he saw this fit he goes danny ainge i go danny ainge of all the blue jays you think of you thought of danny ainge when i did showed up like this did danny Ainge play for the blue jays he was drafted by them did he play for them Three years, 1979, 1980, 81. He had like 200 at-bats. He played second, third, and a huh. little bit of center field. I didn't realize he Crazy. made the show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So he hit like 200. Uh, it didn't It didn't last long, but it. he played. I mean, how good of an athlete was he? He was a two-sport athlete in the, <laughs> right. in the majors yeah. and in the NBA. You know, for you people that are too young, Danny Ainge oh, wasn't just bat. a basketball executive. He actually played for the Celtics. And played he was Steph Michigan. Curry before Steph Curry. Is unbelievable. I'll never right? forget Bird and Ainge in the mid '80s. I mean, you want to talk about dribble drive with those guys? Oh. If those two dudes played today, holy oh. shit! Oh. <laughs> like, oh. Ainge and Bird today would put up so many points, it would with, be stupid. With the Chief and Mikhail inside doing what they were doing, yeah. Good, Yikes. Good, night. good night. I mean, that's what why Showtime happened because you had to run. You couldn't play them on a half court set. Because you had the up and under doopsy doo type of move from, from McHale. Oh. You had the chief with the tomahawk rebounding dunks, and then Ainge and McHale and Dennis Johnson running the point. I mean, it was just was good, was good magic. night. Good it was, night. It was, <laughs> it was literally magic. But, you know, so he said Danny Ainge, you said Dave Steve. Dave Steve had the best mustache. Yeah, he did. Back in the day. He, I mean, it was perfect every time. And he just, he had that walk and he was a really good pitcher. I think of guys like Jimmy Key. What was George it? Oh, Bell. Jimmy Key. Wow, Jimmy George Bell. Well, how, how many wins did Dave Steve have in his career? He had a hell of a career. He did. He, I was. I'm he, just yeah, wanna, he, I want to see. Toronto had a three three point four four ERA. He had 176 wins. 
1,669 strikeouts for Dan, Dave Steve. Won 140 games in the 90s, the second highest total by a pitcher in that decade, only behind Jack Morris. That's why I think about that guy, because he did own the Red Sox. <laughs> he never missed a start. He was yep. a fantasy staple. Like, we used to draft him. I mean, he between him and Jimmy Key, those were the guys we always tried to draft. And and it was just, it's a cool uniform and a fun yeah. thing. But they're a fun team to watch. They were. They, I mean, Bichette made a play yesterday in the hole that was unbelievable. Um, what day was that double play that they turned? It was psychotic. Uh, that, yeah, that, yesterday. Yesterday. yesterday too, yeah. What the hell was that double play? That's Ooh. what I mean. If they get that, if they get that defense and they have the bridge, Jordan Romano's the closer. Get that big afro comes in, place goes crazy. I mean, it's like the wild thing from from Major League. Yeah. He shuts the door. And the Blue Jays can hit. I mean, from one through nine, there's not a there's not a a break. Uh-uh. Good baseball team. Fun team. Fun yeah. times in Toronto for sure. Yeah. All right, we talked about the Nets and the number moving nine and a half. We'll, we'll watch and see if that game does get played. But the second game tonight will get played. And that number you mentioned yesterday is yeah, quote unquote perfect. So yep. Clippers, Clippers, T-Wolves. Yep. Whenever it goes to three and a half, I bet it last night at three. We'll do better to book it later in the okay. show. Okay. But I, I missed the three and a half. I should have waited. But what do you make of that? Because it goes three and a half, bet down to three, three and a half, bet down to three. It feels like there's a lot of disagreement, or at least there's great two way action on this game coming tonight. Great two way action. And actually, a first two and a half just popped up. Wow. The Westgate's okay. down to two and a half. It's right now. Okay. So, uh, I mean, I, I think the Clippers can win the game. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the side I'm leaning right now. Um, 230 and a half is interesting. You know, it's the second highest total of the four games. Rightly so, because this feels like an over. Just, you know, looking at it and watching right. the way Minnesota played down the stretch. I think the Clippers can play any way you want to play. Like, I, I I think they have the the makeup and the roster to say, you want to run tonight? We'll play. We'll run. I, I think they can morph into however the game's being played more so than dictating the way they want to play. I Interesting. Think if- Just to give you an idea as to the temp- tempo for tonight, the T-Wolves were, were a really fast team on the road, and the Clippers were a fast team at home. But on the road, Clippers were 22-17-2 to the under, and at home, Minnesota was 21-20 to the under. Oh, there you go. So both these teams, Clippers on the road, T-Wolves at home, they both are kind of matching up to play slower than normal. Against the conference, the Clippers were 29-22-1 to the under, but the T-Wolves were 31-21 to the over. So kind of contrasting styles. I think you're right, though. I think you could see the Clippers play either way. However way they want to play it, they can go and play it. Um, In their games against... Uh, Minnesota back on the third of January, it was two fifteen and a half, and the game went over by ten and a half points. Mm. So I, I think you're right. I think over probably is what happens tonight. But I'm so when it comes to single elimination games, like these are game sevens, right? And we normally bet unders in game sevens. So that's why I'm I'm always I always pause. is it a game seven though because the loser gets to play again. Okay, yeah, all right, that's fair. You know, that's the, so right. like, I mean, yeah, obviously it's, it's balls to the wall trying to win the game because right. you don't want to have to play another game. You get a home game. 
right? The loser of this is the higher seed. They get the home right. game. Right. So they get to go home and win. That's where I think. Or stay home. The T-Wolves, they lose. Right. So now, like you see it, when the team is down, like halfway through the fourth quarter, like there may not be that push. Like, all right, just just let's rein it in. We'll get it tomorrow or we'll get it the next game. And a game can get a, get away from them. You know, if, I don't know. It's a weird thing knowing that this is a playoff game, but it's not the last one, you know? Right. I, I, I think it's – when I did it in-game, I was really quick to be like, okay, they're done. Like you could see the, 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 they're mailing it in. This game's going to go under now. Like I think – you'll be able to tell with six minutes to go how this game is going to end up unless it's really close and they're trading baskets. Do you think they can, they can serve energy because they know they can play for the tomorrow yep. for the next game? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. The losing, the, the, the losing team, if it's not going the way they want it to go, right. Or, you know, they're going to lose the game. That's why I like the potential for a blowout, I think is there as well. Like if Brooklyn's up 15, in the fourth quarter's just starting, right? Cleveland rests the starters, right? We're not coming back. Rest everybody. We'll go win tomorrow. We'll be the eight seed. You know, like I, I think, huh. I think it's a different mentality. At what point did they just pull the cord? But then again, though, you gotta. I mean, I don't know. You could have a chance to win the game in that moment, and you play. You got to win next the next game, and you may not match up as well. With the next team that you're in very face. true. That's why I think a close game, you go for it. You yeah. I mean, if it's a, if it, obviously it's within ten points, you know, trailing in the fourth, you you go for it until you don't, and right. then you're done. You empty the bench. So everybody sit, you know, the last six minutes, whatever, and we'll get them tomorrow. And then you have the potential for the blowout. Like it was just weird. It was the first year when they did it when it was kind of thrown at us. And I remember watching it both from a betting point of view and a booking point of view. And I was like, man, this is weird. This just has a different feel. It's not a regular season game, obviously. It's not a playoff game because you're not going to see this team again. A series, you know, just go back. We were talking about the Celtics and the Lakers. Remember those couple series? (laughs) Celtics won by 40 points in game one, one of the Memorial Day massacre or whatever it was. (laughs) <laughs> you know, yeah. and then the next game, the Lakers won. So you're playing the same team in a series. It's different than playing these one one offs. It's true. All right. So we have the numbers out for tomorrow's games. So do. let's take a first glance here. Let's start with the Hawks in Charlotte minus five. My first blush at this, Dave, was also talk about the over in this game. And yeah. kind of going back everything, what I was talking about, I was kind of like, man, I don't really know if that number five gives me a little bit of a pause, but I feel like just given the way that we've seen Charlotte play this year and how many times they've gone over and that the Hawks have been an over team at home, they're 23 and 18 at home going to the over 236 though. <laughs> 236 <laughs> in a playoff game is books are saying, okay, go ahead. We dare you take it. That's, that's, that's the FU number. You want to bet yeah. over FU? Go ahead. There you go. Enjoy it. Um, it's hard to make a case for the under though, right? When you look at both these teams and you see the way they played, you see the games they played in the past. I mean, 
Do you want under in this game? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. That's what do I, I mean. do not want to be sitting like, there going, uh-uh. But I will say this. On a game back on the 23rd of January, it was okay. played at Charlotte. Total was 233 and a half for these uh-huh. two teams. Went under by 29 and a half points. Trey Young play? No. That was Trey Young was out. That's what I mean. Like, but we got still, like, that's a, ooh boy, 29. <laughs> like, that's. And then the, the second game on the 16th, I think Trey Young did play in this game on the 16th of March, 240 and a half. Game went under by 18 and a half points. Wow. Would that open? See, like, that's interesting to me. If that's. So a lot of times you put up these numbers and you, you, you know, you base it on. All I have to do is see something once, right? You know, as a as an odds maker or bookmaker, or whatever, and then I can come up with a number for it again. I just need to see it, and then we go with a number, and then we go from there. And then the results, not so much dictate what you do the next time. It's just how do you adjust the number? So the first time they played at January, Trey Young don't play. You put up two thirty three. The game goes under. Now you got a full full force. For both teams, actually, you know what? Just to add on to this conversation, they've played. They played on the twentieth of November, two twenty-six and a half. Way went low. On, went under by six and a half. Okay. They played at two twenty-five back in Atlanta on the fifth of December. Okay. Two twenty-five went over by thirty-two points. Ah. Uh. And then the next two games, one time Trey Young did play, other time he did not play. Oh, both went under. under by a lot. So right now it's three to one to the under when these teams have played. And the number was, I mean, that's a big difference from the first matchup where you said it closed 226 to the last matchup it closed 240. Yep. I mean, you know, is there a better explanation for nobody knows shit, including the odds makers? Well, I mean, here's, like well, here's, I mean, this is the reason why, because the, <clears throat> the, the, the two previous games for the Hawks were against Indiana on the, th- on the 13th of March, it was two thirty seven. game went over by 22 points. And then the next game against Portland, it was two thirty one, and the game went over by four points. So I think the books were kind of playing defense. They said, okay, fine. You cover 237, you cover 231. We're throwing up 240 and a half. Try to cover that. And they didn't. They went under by 18 and a half points. And that started a little bit of a run where the numbers started to go 232 and a half under 235 under. It's interesting to look at this. I mean, the Hawks closed the closed the season on a four and one run to the under. Under because the numbers had to be adjusted high. 243 and a half against Brooklyn under by six and a half 226 against Toronto under 235 against Washington under 231 against Miami under that's nine and 14 points under. And then Houston was 241 and a half went over by two and a half points. It's a tough call. I mean, the five points is tough too. I think just the spread itself. It's why I'm looking at the totals because I'm like, I don't know. First move was to the, was to Charlotte, right? Uh, well, it's, it's painted four and a half right now. So yeah, down. So it, it yeah, went from five. No, so it's, it's the first move was down yeah. from five to four and a half. Take the points. Where'd you see the five at Fandle? Yep. Okay. Cause there's no, was there was no, there was no, I'm going through some line histories. Now there were no four, there were no fives anywhere in town in Vegas. In Vegas. Right. But yeah. Fandle had it at five. Fandle had it five. See, it's interesting too, because 
you know, you have different with it, East Coast, West Coast and, and different right. things. I think you can now hopefully you'll see that a little more in the playoffs where you'll see a book be a point off. It's basically telling you that they either like that side or they want to need the other side or or whatever. So hard. I mean, it's it's hard. Tough game. I, I, this, Tough game this, to put to pick. This will be an in-game betting dream with, with 236 and a half being the total. I think you'll be able to take plus five on both sides. Huh? You know, you'll be able to take both. If you take Charlotte right now, plus five, you know, you'll, you'll have a, probably a point tonight where you could take Atlanta plus six and have a middle. Um, I, I, my first thought is, is now listening to it all. If you want to take a pregame position, I think I would bet the under, mm. you know, because if it's a slow start, it's going to drop by eight to 10 points. And then you could bet over and get a middle on the total. But I think listening to it, hmm. um, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm I'm leaning under because I just know that the books have to put a number. You have to search for where we're going to get the under bet because the play is going to be over. That's why I always default to the under because I'm always searching. You may have found it with two thirty six and a half. It's a big number. It's a big number. <laughs> big number. It's ten points more than the other games. Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big number, and just because the potential for Charlotte not to play any defense is there, right? And then trade then they score one forty. I mean, it's not outrageous for the Hawks to score one hundred and forty points at home on Charlotte. I'll be interested to see where where the bet prep prop or whatever comes from if they if they're going to do it because I, it, this this has the makings of Trey Young over whatever his number is going to be. Ooh. I haven't looked, but Trey Young over his points. I don't know if you can put it high enough. You know, I mean, the, the books probably will because that would probably be a very popular bet, I would think. Right. But I mean, 30 and a half, 31 and a half. I don't know what it's going to be, but it, it has. Remind me tomorrow. We'll we'll take a look at it. Red Sox, Tigers, Nerfy. If you bet it, no run in the first inning. We're to the second now with no Bam. score in that one. So Nerfy on that. No run in the first inning. And then we get the Pelicans hosting the Spurs. Ooh. And this number was five. It's now gone to five and a half. The first move was to New Orleans here. And the Pelicans, Zion's not playing. But, I mean, at home, they were 21-19-1 ATS. Spurs were 23, 16, and two on the road, and they ended the season on an 8 1 and 1 ATS run. Yeah. Is the move right or is that a head fake? Uh, what? On the Spurs? Yeah. Do you go ahead and, and take and, and push up New Orleans? You bet New Orleans to get the most points and then come back heavy on the Spurs. I don't know. I got five painted across everywhere. I didn't see any moves. Four o four o and one Spurs over the last five. I think the Spurs are playing their best basketball this season right now. I like the Spurs. I even like though the Spurs. They, even though the end of the end of the year on a three game losing streak. The Spurs did. Uh huh. Yeah, they clinched that spot with three games to go. Did they not? Right. Correct. So. They ended up, yeah. they beat Portland. They lost to Memphis by one. Then they beat Portland twice and they beat Denver by 19. And then they lost to Minnesota, lost to Golden State and lost to Dallas. Yeah. That was pop saying we're good. We're the 10 seed. We can't improve it. We don't need to improve it. 
We're going to go on the road and beat them. That's fine. I, I just, I, listen, man, for years he did it. He did it with teams and built teams. And I, you give me him and five, I, I think yep. they can win the game. I think they, I think they're going to win the game. Look, it's Doug McDermott's team, right? I'm, I'm going to be back in my boy on that. I want to see. I love the. I, I think there's a chance here for this team, for the Spurs, to actually shock some people, to hurt that they're dangerous. I, I wouldn't want to play these guys, not right now. Minnesota certainly doesn't want to play them. Nope. <laughs> I don't. I, know? I know the the 34 and 48. So people are gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" I I just think this team is tough. I think they are a tough team, a tough yeah. out with the coach that they've got, the shooters that they, they've got. I mean, they've got chances to kind of run through. Actually, you know, Doug's off this team. Sorry, Doug was on this team earlier. He's off this team now. But, I mean, Murray is a problem. He's a fun player. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I wouldn't want to play the Spurs. When we wake up tomorrow before we start the show, what's this number? Six. Pelicans minus six? Mm-hmm. You want it to be six tonight so you could take six. I see what you're doing. <laughs> it ain't going to be I want, six. I want the dog. Give me give me six. <laughs> you I want, ain't, I want, you I want ain't the dog. six. You might have to take four and a half. Oh, that's, I don't like that. I, want, I think, I think you're going to, I think you're going to, I think tomorrow we'll see this number lower than it is right now. Really? Yeah. Right. yeah I think wait they're waiting. I think they're waiting. To come in on pop? To bet pop? Yeah. 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 I do. I like the Spurs. So the Warriors are minus 290 against the Denver Nuggets. Is that right? Should they be should they be one to three here against the against the MVP? I mean, what is that number? (laughs) It's telling you that they're gonna win. That's that's what that's telling me. Boy, what does it tell you? It tells me that they're undervaluing Denver. Well, that always happens. I mean, I don't know. Jokic might, I he might put up a ridiculous four or five game stretch here against this team. He could score who, 50 every night. They could lose all the games. He could, but who the hell is guarding him? I don't even the think Warriors. they're going to try. Oh, I think they're going to try. I mean, you know, I mean. I don't know what they're going to do. Collapse everybody on them, you know, collapse three guys when he gets the ball and try to have them kick it and maybe have other people beat you. Maybe. Um, geez, something called the Paterno legacy starting right now on ESPN. I'm going to have to record this and watch <laughs> and get aggravated about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about Joe Paterno today. No, we're not. <laughs> I don't know why anyone else is either, to be perfectly not, honest. Not That's why I've seen this. Not talking about Joe Paterno today. John Barr is doing a special talking about this right now. Okay. Uh, it's called the offseason for football. Anything, man, oh, man. Anything, anything to put football on. Uh, let's see. Denver played. Let me see. Okay. When Denver played Golden State, uh, the first time they played, they didn't play until December 28th. First time they played, it was an eight point. They were catching eight. They won outright by three. At Golden State. At Golden State. Remember that game. And then they played at Golden State. They were catching five and they won by one. Ooh. Then they were home laying eight and a half, one by seven. And then they were 
they only played, oh, they never made that game up, right? They only played three times. Oh, there it is. They were catching one and a half at home and they lost by 11. So they, they're three and one straight up against the Warriors. I'm going to ask you again. Why are the Warriors minus 290 against the Denver Nuggets? I don't get this number. Well, the number is the number with Steph playing. Of course. Right. Of course. But he played for the majority of the times they faced each other. They just didn't have the full complement of Draymond, Clont Thompson, and Steph. Right. So they haven't had all three of them together. So now they got all three of them together. What's the line on game one? 290. Line in game one is five and a uh, half. Five. Five. Four and a half. Wow. It's down in a couple places. 224 total. Oh, wowza. Wow. We got time to think about this. That game Saturday. Um, A lot of times you see um, the series price reflected. The bad guys will give you an indicator what they like in game one by what they do in the series price before the series starts. Okay. You got to kind of think when you're in the book, which way are they going to play this? I think they are telling you that, I mean, it is a little inflated. Maybe they're looking for some Denver money early. You know, I've done this before. Whatever you made the price, I made it higher. Go get me the dog money because they can't resist a good price. The bad guys cannot resist a good price. So they'll take it. I had a guy, one of my best ever of all time. The Clippers were the eighth seed, and they didn't have a shot in hell of winning this first-round series. So I went and made them 500 to 1. The market was like 300. But I knew there were guys that were paying attention to everything that I was doing. So I made them 500 to 1. And immediately within 15 minutes, I got two bets on them Mm. for $100 and $200. And, you know, Tony was there. He's like, what are you doing? I said, I got to get them, Tony. They're not going to, the Clippers aren't going to win a game. He's like, how do you know? Tony, I've been booking it for two years. I'm telling you, they're not going to win a game. If they do win one, I said, you can bury me then. But they're not going to win the series. Relax. And I went out and saw the guy in the book. And I said, was that you? Because one was over the counter. And he goes, how'd you know? He said, because you can't resist a good price. They got swept. And I still, to this day, remind them that I got them for the 100. That's awesome. It was fantastic. (laughs) So that's what they're doing with this. I think they're going to get the Denver money. Do you think Denver can beat the Warriors in a series? With the Warriors at full capacity? Yes. Really? I'm concerned about the Warriors. They've not played good basketball since January. Mm. They've they've been given every excuse. Oh, it's because of this. Oh, it's because of that. Oh, it's because of this. I don't know, man. I want teams that have been together all year. Teams have been playing hard. And look, who is the best player on the court? Oh, I mean, the MVP. Well, people might say Curry, but I I would say people Jokic. might. I would say Jokic. I best would be player. people myself, but what do I know? Best player on the court, Jokic. Okay. And you've got a dominating presence there who can just say, 
give me the ball and get out of the way. Okay. I don't know, man. It's, 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 there's value on Denver here is what I am saying to win this series. Not saying they're going to, but there's value on Denver. There's, there's value on Denver, but there's going to be more value on them if they don't win game one. True. 53 and 29 for the Warriors on the regular season. And let's see. Yeah. And they got to 40, 29, they got to 47, 34. So for only five games better. And the Warriors got to that number. They got to that 50, you know, the, their total was 47 and a half. That was my favorite bet preseason and it cashed. Yeah. The end of the year on a five game winning streak, again, all against teams that pretty much didn't need the games. But they didn't need the games. Yeah, but it's right. So just basically like roll the ball out and see what happens. Well, they were, I mean, they were playing for the three seed. They lost you know. to Phoenix in the last game on the 30th of March. It was the last time that it really mattered. They lost to Memphis by 28. They lost to Washington on the road, lost to Atlanta on the road. It's a bad road trip that they had in the end of March. They came home, beat Sacramento on the road, beat San Antonio on the road, beat New Orleans on the road, but games didn't really matter. I just think Denver's live. Not saying they're going to win the win the series, right. but I think that they're live. Uh, yeah. The big news, the the big news we were going to have at the top, if it wasn't for what ha- what's going on in Brooklyn this morning with with uh, the subway shooting, Luca is out indefinitely for the Mavericks. This is. Uh-oh Are you sure? Time. I heard last night that he, his MRI showed he's just a strained calf and he's going to play on Saturday. Okay, let me just read this. Um, the tweet that came out here on Dallas Mavericks. <clears throat> uh, Dallas Mavericks confirm a left calf strain for Luka Doncic. There is no timetable for his return. Right. Chris, Hay- Chris Hayes from, from Yahoo. Okay. So he's not playing game one. Ooh. And, we don't know when, we- and we don't know when he's playing. Now what do we do? Not, not only is he not playing game one, we don't know when he's playing. Bad news for Mavericks Packers. Bad news. And the number now is posted at Utah minus 330 at <laughs> Jazz, after the way the Jazz played all year with how crappy they played, boy, 330? They're bigger. Without favorites. home court? They're bigger favorites than the Warriors are. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking what? Dallas. To rally without or Luca rolls in in game five. All they gotta do is split. Two two. Just split. We don't gotta win it. I mean, it'd be great. We could win this series. We're not gonna sweep them, I don't think, but it's win game one and we got a series. Like, I mean, the Jazz are four point road favorites. Four and a half in game one. Mm -hmm. Come on, people. (laughs) No. Do you want to, do you want the Jazz in this thing? Total is two fifteen. I th- th- I'm staying far away from this series. I was going to bet the under. Like the, my my only bet would be under two fifteen on this play, given the, how the Mavericks have played at home. But without Luca, you've got not that he's a defensive stopper, but you, you're pulling out a pretty big cog for the entire wheel here for the Mavericks. So it confuses everything. It confuses so it confuses everything. Like yeah. this would probably be. I would argue the lowest like handle series games 
just time slots, interest, whatever, without Luca now for sure. Yeah. And now it's uncertainty for sure. So now you don't do handle on it anyway. I don't think you'll see the numbers move that much. I think you'll see this thing happen late. Like this is, I mean, it's Tuesday and we're talking about it this on Saturday and we don't know mm-hmm. Luca when he's playing, if he's playing, all this stuff. They get to a game five that's going to be, that's two weeks. So he, he'd have two weeks to get the calf ready. The schedule for the NBA playoffs is stupid. Absolutely ridiculous. It's long <laughs> on purpose. These are TV events. This is stretch this thing out. This is money, 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 money. Does it take away from it for you? 100%. Stinks. 100%. It's not rhyme or reason. It's not consistent. It's not normal. NBA finals are the same way. Do I need to have the NBA finals be played over two and a half weeks? Nope. But they want their Thursday night, Saturday night, Sunday, Tuesday, Friday. (sighs) They want to own as much of the real estate and landscape in in the sports world as they can. The they, stories in between become more important than the games when they do it Wednesday. Because they, we're filling time because the media has to fill time between games. So that's, that's what happens. That's annoying. What do you make of this move or that move or that decision? We we we, we microanalyze everything because the media has got to talk about something over the course of a three-day period. Oh, it's horrible. It sucks. There's no, there's no other way around it. It's just, but it's a made-for-TV event. Like the, That's what the NBA Finals, this is when they make all their money because they don't share the revenue with the players. This is when the owners make all their money. Um, players make their money in the regular season. Owners make their money in the playoffs. That's <laughs> why it is the way that it is. Because all the players, you have to be guaranteed 82 games. You pay them on 82 games. You give them bonuses based on the playoffs, but there's no money attached to the playoffs. When you win, you win more money. But if you play four games in the playoffs and lose, you don't make any extra money for that. All ownership keeps. Ownership kicks it all in. They make all the money then. That's why they get them nice expensive rings. Yeah, got to keep, <laughs> got to keep them happy, right? And make all that money. That's huge in every sport. So that's how con- contracts are always written based upon the regular season. So you're giving bonuses. You're giving, you know, hey, you made the playoffs. Here's a bonus. You win a series. Here's a right. bonus. Right. You know, but you win a championship. Here's your bonus. But it's not in your contract as guaranteed money. It doesn't go on the salary cap. Mm. So it's all. So the owner, but the owners keep all that revenue. All those ticket prices, all that ad revenue, all yeah. those things that come into being in the playoffs, yeah. that's into the coffers for the owners. So that's why making the playoffs is so important because then you can pay the extra contracts. You can pay off what you got to do, your planes and travel and building other practice facilities and whatnot. All comes from the playoffs. So that's what they always fight over. Playoff revenue, regular season revenue, blah, blah, blah. So it sucks, but it you know it is what it is. All right, our props.com story of the day is about the NBA championship. Right now, if you had to pick and make a bet as to who is going to win, bet MGM story out right now from our guy Patrick Everson. Phoenix Suns are trying to become the 15th team in NBA history to lose the final year before, mm-hmm. go back and win it the next year. Mm-hmm. Odds on favorite right now, Phoenix Suns at plus 290. Milwaukee Bucks, the team they lost to, is plus 550. Is that what we're going to see? 
Uh, I don't know if the Bucks get there. I mean, they're going to have the easiest road in the beginning. I don't know. I, I Don't you want to see the Celtics be the team in the East? Of course. You yes. don't even think they're going to beat the Nets. It's no. Tuesday. You still think they're going to lose to the Nets? Yes. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? I'm just um, I'm texting our guy, Patrick Everson, at the moment because he he has the New Jersey Nets up in his oh. story. So I'm just, just giving him a quick heads up. Um, <laughs> Not he's the for new. the people. I mean, the people <laughs> like the New Jersey Nets. They don't like the Brooklyn Nets. Nobody yeah. likes the Brooklyn Nets. You people that are telling me you're Brooklyn Nets fans, you're not. You're New Jersey Nets fans that like the Nets. And now we got P. Rolt liking the Nets. Unbelievable. I don't like the Nets. I hate the Nets. I hate Kyrie. Yeah, but you think they're going to win. Okay, it's Kevin Durant. Like I don't think I'm crazy by saying Kevin Durant wins a win playoff series. Look, he, here's my dream. My dream is that the Cavaliers win this game tonight and knock out, and there's no questions. How awesome would that be? Now that's beautiful. Cavaliers take oh. care of the Nets tonight for me, and they win the game outright. And I'm saying Boston versus Cat versus Cleveland, all in Celtics. Let's go. I mean, remember, I have two bets on two futures. To- I, might have hey, to find I, a I, I only have free shirt. I might have I, to go find a world be free or Mark Price shirt. If the Cavaliers win tonight, I'm coming in full regalia tomorrow. I only have two bets in, in the NBA futures market right now. Celtic Suns. That's it. Damn. If you come up with the matchup for the finals, oh, that would be tremendous. Be great. I'd love it. I get nine to one on this or, or 10 to one on the Celtics. I got either nine to one yeah. or 10 to one on Boston and four to one on Phoenix is what I've got. We're going to the NBA Finals if it's in Phoenix, by the way. If it's Boston, Phoenix, hell yeah. Might well, have let's to go to let, both. Let's go. Got places to stay. We got oh, yeah, we do. Get the, yep. get the tickets. Um, got our boys that win the wind to put us up at Encore. It's awesome. Like, I, I mean, I can tell you this from the book point of view. Because of the playoffs being stretched out so long, you can really put yourself in position you take the bets all year to put yourself in this position right now where you're going, okay, like if Phoenix wins, it's a great result because their numbers have never been high and they've been the best team. And not a lot of people were betting them until the price was already this low. Right. So that's great. Nobody thinks, not nobody, a lot of people don't think that the Bucks are going to get back. You know, they thought that, well, I mean, it was one of the lowest rated finals last year as far as people watching and all this stuff, the Nets are the team that could mess it up. Mm. I think the East is wide open. I real, I really do. I, I mean, between you know the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Nets. I didn't even mention Toronto or Philadelphia, and one of them is going to be in the second round. Yeah, I, I, I think the East is way harder than the West. I mean, would you? I mean, Philly is 12 to one. Dang. Toronto is 66 to one. I think Toronto, I mean, if Toronto beats Philly, why can't they win another series to bet them to win the Eastern conference? If you think Toronto is going to beat Philly, you have to bet them to win the Eastern conference just to give yourself a possible opportunity. Because depending on who they get in the second round, they can win. And 
Sure. Anything's off the table after that. Once you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, man, I don't think there's any shoe-ins. Once you get to the to the Conference Finals, seen some crazy stuff happen. You're one injury away from this, one injury away from that. Let me like look. Dallas would have been. What would the price have been on Dallas and Utah had Luca been playing? It's one guy. Dallas minus one ten, minus one fifteen. Slight favorites. I think it would have been a little bit more myself. Okay. I was thinking, I was thinking one seventy to two dollars. Like oh, for the Mavericks. Yeah, five dollar yeah. move. That's what yeah. I mean. Lucas won five dollars. How gigantic is that? I'm so that's, I'm shocked at that Utah price. I'm shocked. That's more than an NFL quarterback. It's, it's one guy of five, and he's obviously one of the best five guys in the NBA. How big of a move is that? I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the Utah price. That's why I'm. That's why I'm thinking. What would it have been had he been playing? That's all. That, when you told me what that price was, because I hadn't looked yet. Right. I can't believe it's that high on Utah. So had Luca been playing, Dallas would have been favored to win the series. Dallas would have been favored to move on to to play the number one seed, the Suns, which would have been a battle. They battled a couple times in some great games. So, who's to say? You don't take shots on a couple teams like that and put yourself out there to have. I mean, if Giannis gets hurt, they're done, right? If Giannis, yeah. I mean, if he gets hurt, twists his ankle, comes down wrong, and misses the rest of a series after game one, not against the Bulls. I think the Bucs can beat the Bulls without Giannis, but how do they win? I don't know. Rich Hill has given up three runs in the bottom, bottom of the third inning. It's 3 nothing Tigers. Yeah, that's just, yeah, yeah, that's just not, 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 <laughs> not, not ideal. It's not an ideal situation for, for me on that by any stretch of the imagination. The fact that he's in a rotation is bad news. Is, well, I mean, a spot starter, yes. I mean, but like, he's as old as you. Correct. It's not, not that good. you're old because I'm older than you. I'm 51, yeah. but like, I, I, ain't you know, I ain't taking right. a regular spot in a rotation in a big <laughs> in the major league in, in the best of the in the best baseball league in the world. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, what do you make of the Mets blowing a four nothing lead to the <laughs> Phillies yesterday? And then, and then a pitcher is caught coming off the mound saying, I hate this effing place. So first of all, it was the third baseman. Oh, sorry. It's the third baseman. Sorry. It was, it was the, the third baseman. baseman. Okay. Um, Who made an error, right? Was so booed. So he makes an error. He, he, you know, it was a hard play. He's coming across, threw it away. He gets another ball, routine. It's in his head. He airmails it, throws it away. He gets a third ground ball, routine play, fires a strike across, and all the fans go give him the Bronx cheer in Philly. And he goes, I hate this fucking place. Like, <laughs> As he's walking into the mound, like clear as a day, clear as day. And I give him credit because he was asked after the game, did you say that? And he said, yes, I said that. Oh, no, no doubt. Like he owned it. He apologized, but, but he did say, yes, I did say that it got the best of me. I love this place, blah, 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 blah. But the t-shirts are already out. Oh, already being made. I hate this effing place. Go Phillies. (laughs) It's, it's fantastic. It's, 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 it's capitalized on it all the time. Like, um, I think these things are going to happen. And I mean, have you never been at games in Philadelphia? Have you never been at games in New York? Have you never been at games in Boston? I went to games when I was a little kid. Do you like the bell? 
You ever the been Bell? there? Yeah. Oh, Philly's, Philly's Park. Oh, we went last summer. We we went we went to a couple games. Um, I love it. I thought it was great. It's nice. It's 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 definitely nice. I I didn't feel like the Philly fans were that bad. I mean, I I, I think because it's really nice. It's still Philadelphia. So they'll say different things and like. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great complex. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, the um, Comcast center, you've got the ballpark right there and you've got the, whatever they call that complex. No, no, they, they have a complex in the middle of it for the, for the, is it Comcast or Verizon? Whoever owns the cable company in Philadelphia, they've got this big, huge, like Comcast. stage set up. That's all there. That's yeah. it's a big pregame party place. So it, it's, it's set up very well. Most people, most, towns want to copy what philadelphia has because it's all centralized like you go there for sports flyer right. games sixer games philly games eagles yeah. games you just go there you, it, it's one straight complex for all three all four sports nice so, in and out getting in and out traffic and stuff is just great i, I loved it we had a yeah it's not bad it's, in, in public transportation it's easy to get down there yeah. and you know it's 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 but i think it's funny when somebody gets somebody's like i hate this effing place oh and he's like, yeah, I said it. Yeah, it was, it was a moment of weakness. But, you know, fans are going to be on that kid for a long time. Like, that does not get forgotten in that town. It's hey, like just throw the ball like, to first. It's like Boston. Yeah, but, like, That's they home. will ever, every time he does it, they're going to cheer. For like that Bronx, that Oh, no, no, no. That Bronx cheer will consistently. That'll be a thing. That'll be a Friday, Saturday night drunk fest thing. They will ride that kid's ass for a while. As long as he hits, nobody will care. Agreed. It's all all he got to do. They, they need that kid to hit. If he don't hit, Bryson's going to play. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Bryson's thought is going to get in that lineup. Um, and that's one of the things too. Like, I mean, these guys feel so much pressure sometimes, you know, and they got yeah. the, you know, he he's looking over his shoulders, looking right in the dugout going, man, I'm, I'm, I'm I do that again. I'm going to, I mean, you have to cheer when I make a mistake and then you cheer when I do what I'm supposed to do, you know, so you could feel his pain. Yeah. Just don't say it. It's And it's hard. I give these guys credit, like the guys that are able to do it and, and, and even, you know, make fun of it. I thought he did a great job. I saw the post game and I was like, all right, man, boom or bame or however you say his last name. I thought he was a pitcher. So what do I know? So <laughs> he has that pitcher hair and he wore yeah. that big, it, they wear that headband. He has the flow. The he looks like a pitcher. Yeah. I thought he was a pitcher coming off the mound. When I, when I saw him walking off the field saying, it, I thought he was coming off the mound saying, it. I didn't realize it was a third baseman that was coming off the field saying that. So can you imagine having a job where you have 18 cameras watching you at all times and anything you even mouth to a guy is said? Oh, it's tough. Man. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Not fun. <laughs> tough. I would agree with that. That's definitely tough. All right, let's talk some hockey. Yep. We've we've been in on Vegas here saying Vegas is not going to make the postseason. Vegas is yep. not going to make the postseason. Vegas might catch the LA Kings. Uh-huh. Forget the wild card spot. Uh-huh. They may get in catching the Kings. Now we talked a lot about games in hand for Dallas, right? Yep. But they've got Vegas has played 74 games. The Kings have played 73 games. Yeah. And Vegas is two points behind and they play Vancouver tonight, who, by the way, is only four points behind Vegas. Yeah. Like this is tightening up in a big time, big time way. And Mark Stone might be coming back for the Vegas Golden Knights. Different opinion now of, about them making the playoffs? It's possible. 
right? The, the door, at least there's a window, a, a crack of a door that they might be able to walk in where I thought they were dead. I didn't see the Kings falling apart and the Kings are falling apart. Kings are falling apart. Um, so here it says the Kings have played 74 and the Knights have played 73. Oh, so I had it wrong. Sorry. Flip it. Sorry. Excuse me. So yeah. there's a game. So Vegas has a game in hand. Vegas has a game in hand and Vancouver is Close. the same number of games. They're four points behind. Yeah. Vancouver's, this is a big game tonight. It's a playoff game. Yep. It's a big game tonight. It's an absolute playoff game tonight. Um, Man, if Stone comes back, what that's going to do, it's going to settle the lines. Big. It's going to be it's going to be huge. Did you see the line for tonight's game? Uh Vegas is favored, right? Minus 140. Yeah. Or 135 in some some other places. Look at these graphics. This Ferris doing a tremendous <laughs> job popping up with the logos. Thank you, sir. Um I don't know. Would you bet them like right now? We'll just pose it. Make or miss the playoffs. Would you make. bet? You bet make for the Knights? Yeah. Whew. I have to go through the schedule and see. I mean, I if think, Stone comes back, it's an absolute yes for me. Me too. I mean, I, and I think he's coming back. I, I think he's going to come back. I think it looks like whenever you start hearing like rumors and rumblings of like Mark Stone could, might, maybe. I mean, in hockey, these guys play with gaping wounds in their bodies. Like these guys fight their way back onto the ice and, and stones a tough SOB. He's, and it, <laughs> he's, he's hurt. Yeah. He's if he ain't playing now, he's legit hurt yeah. because even him playing at 60%, they would take. So he's hurt. Um, Wow. When they come back to town, we might have to go over to practice. You could walk there from the house, by the way. Oh yeah. They're going to be, I mean, this is an interesting story. Now, this is what I like about hockey and what I like about sports in general. So you, a team gets written off for dead because of injuries. Fan base turns their back on them, says, man, you guys are a bunch of bums. You stink. And then the guys start coming back. And if you get patches stone back onto the ice and they get somewhat decent goaltending and Eichel is no longer the guy, but just a piece to go along with the other stars for Vegas. They're dangerous to face in the West. Yeah. Don't let them in. If you're the West, you don't, you don't want Vegas to get into the postseason. Like don't let them in given their pedigree and their history and their success and what they've done. They've sucked because of injury. If they get their guys back and they get healthy going, you know, right before the postseason, if they get everybody back, if they get in. They're dangerous. I think we'll know today's the 12th, right? We go at Vancouver, at Calgary, at Edmonton. Okay. Yep. It's a big trip. This Three the, games. This is, the, this is the trip. This is, yeah. So successful trip is two out of three. Tolerable is one out of three. Can't have 0 and 3. 3 and 0 might, might propel them to to legitimately like make or miss the playoffs. I mean, they would be become a, a much bigger favorite. Then we're home against New Jersey, Washington, San Jose. Got to have two, if not all three of those at home. Because then they go at Dallas, at Chicago, and at St. Louis to finish the season. 
Uh, let's see. So yesterday, Pete DeBoer said Mark Stone will travel and is possibly an option for tonight. He's a game time decision. Oh man. Minus one forty. I saw that this morning and I thought that was too high. That means so, Stone's playing. Is is that what is that why? Because Stone's playing, oh, so they're gonna go ahead and that put line it in. is that line is telling me that Stone's playing. So you put Stone on the ice. Uh, in terms of strength of schedule for the five teams fighting for the playoff spots, Vegas, the Kings, Oilers, Dallas, and the Nashville Predators. Uh, the team with the easiest schedule, LA Kings. Team with the hardest schedule, the Oilers. Uh, let's see. Mm. They, they've got nine games left. LA's got eight games left. Oilers with nine. Dallas with 10. And Nashville with 10. Um, it's going to be close. I mean, right? It's going to be it, come it, right it, down to close. it. It's going to, it may come down to the last game against St. Louis. Legit could come down to the last game. They got to win. I'm telling you, they got to, I mean, this is not a must win, but like these three games on this Western Canada swing are. Oh, that's interesting. So, okay. So, four of these five teams I just mentioned will make the postseason. So Vegas, LA, Edmonton, Dallas, Nashville, four of the five, only one of those five teams will not make the playoffs. Oh, that's interesting. So let's see. So it would be, it's the Kings. Kings play at yeah, Chicago. I think it's Nashville. You think it's Nashville? All right. So you, you have at the, the schedule for the Kings at Chicago, at Colorado, home for Columbus, at Anaheim, home for Chicago, at Anaheim, at Seattle, at Vancouver. It's a pretty easy schedule. Nashville's got San Jose, Edmonton, Chicago, St. Louis, Calgary, at Tampa, Ooh. Minnesota, Calgary, at Colorado, at Arizona. You might be right. That's a hard schedule. Oilers, by the way, at Minnesota, at Nashville, Vegas, Dallas, Colorado at home. That's three-game stretch of Vegas, Ooh. Dallas, Colorado. Ooh. Ooh. At Columbus, at Pittsburgh, at uh, home for San Jose, and home for Vancouver. It may be Oilers, Nashville. Man, that's a tough, that's tough coming down the stretch for the Oilers and for Nashville. My goodness. It's going to be great. We got a kid. This will be like a daily watch. Yeah. I Oilers, mean, that three game home. So they be at Minnesota and at Nashville. But after they're done, that's a big head to head Nashville and, and Oilers playing each other. You know this. Like, look at this. Edmonton has 90 points. Yep. Predators have 87. The yep. Stars have 86. The Kings have 86. Vegas, 84. The Knights have 84. Mm hmm. Oh man, they, they got to jump. I mean, Vegas, and this is a knock to have 80. Right. And you have at Vancouver, at Colorado, at Edmonton, then home for the devils, right. Washington and San Jose. All three of those games are must wins. And then they end the year at Dallas, at Chicago, at St. Louis. We just did this. Yep. You, you just, you just repeated the schedule that I said three minutes ago. Oh, for Vegas. You're not even listening. To Sorry, that. I'm looking at this graph. Sure, he's not even listening to the I'm show. Going, I'm going. I'm going through. I'm he's going not through even the graph. To the show. I'm going through this graph as of all of all five of these games. Our friends at Sinbin. I'm listening. <laughs> our friends Thanks, at Sinbin. Sinbin. <laughs> uh, have put this up. So this is very. This is a really interesting <laughs> graph that he's got up from a playoff perspective. So hockey reference odds to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um. 
Is that what that means? 48%. Vegas has the lowest odds. I don't know if that's right, though. Well, because they have the lowest points of all those teams right now. Yeah, so 99 for Oilers, 989 for 95 for Nashville, and 99 for Edmonton to make the postseason. Wow. Okay. So they're probably not going to make those guys aren't missing the playoffs. So then you've so it's got got to be the Kings or the or the Knights. That's what it comes down to. It's it, it, it's a race between the Kings and the Knights for the third the Kings. for the third spot. Yeah, got to be in the, the division Kings. to yeah. get in. So it's it all comes down to that. It looks like it's all coming down to that. Like it's only about that one team. Well, it starts tonight, Vancouver. You can't lose to Vancouver. Yeah. You can't no. bring them right into the mix. I mean, Vancouver's yeah. tied with them. If they Vancouver wins tonight, gets two points. Well, they're, they're tied. Two points bind. Yeah. Vegas is up by four points. Oh, they're to four, four. Yeah. Yeah. So they're okay. they're right there. Wow. Whew. Rich Hill's getting tattooed. Oh by, boy. By the, the what's the what's the score? It's, uh, and uh, he he got out of it, He's luckily. It's three nothing now, but got out of it. Red Sox bats needs need to come to life in a really big. Listen, big. there's guys in a rotation. You know, you got to score. You like, yeah. I, I tell you, score. Kids, like, <laughs> listen, we got to get eight today. She you know, she's yeah. gonna give up a couple. We got to get eight. Yeah. When when Rich Hill's on, hey boys, bet the over because we got to score. That's All it. right, Blues and the Bruins tonight. Two ninety-five point te- teams in the East. Going at it tonight. Boston favored at minus 130 here in, in, in this one. Bargain. I think that's a uh, bargain. You do? On the Bruins? Yeah. It's interesting. I don't know what to make of St. Louis. They're like one of these teams like I just don't pay close enough attention to. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, how many points do they have? I know. Like how the hell do they have 95 points? Like where did that come from? Like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me, but no. or 94 points. You know, Boston's got 95 points, 94 points. I mean, these are two teams that are, I mean, I mean this is this is a good hockey team in, in St. Louis. 42, 40, and 10. Won five games in a row, the Blues have. Bruins are 7-3 and three over the last 10, but at home, Boston's a really good team. 22 and 11 and 2 at home. Is this a bet the streak? You got to take the Blues? Kind of. That's what I'm asking. Booking this? I'm not touching. Gosh, uh, I'm not this touching this game. I'm just asking you because I think I'm surprised Boston's favored, and I think there's value in the dog. <laughs> I think there's a value on St. Louis. I tonight. think that's what I mean. That's where the move's coming. Like they're gonna definitely gonna bet the, the Blues, but I don't know. I like I like Boston at home. Okay, I Can't, do. I'm not gonna argue. Just a hot team in St. Louis going in there. Right. Uh, St. Louis on the road this year: 11, seven, uh, 17, 11, and six. On the road. Straight up. Straight up. Yeah, they're great at home. They're 25, 9, and 4 at home. Ridiculous at home. It's one of the best home records in the NHL. Yeah. I like Boston. Okay. Don't hate it. I'm not touching it, but I, I would lean blues if I was right. going to bet it. Uh-huh. All right. So our friends at wagers.com have has an interesting story out today that I kind of want to get your take on because ICE is going on right now. It's a, it's a big gaming conference over in England. And can you believe they didn't invite us? I can't believe I know, it. Next right? maybe, year we'll be next there. Year. Yeah, maybe. But wagers, our, our guys at wagers.com, we have our we have our London office over there. We do legit. Oh, good. That's good. We, we have a London office. Okay. So our guys, Scott and Jake, are over there covering this. And yesterday, the California tribes, the big boys, the heads of the tribes, were over okay. at ICE. And they both, two of the biggest ones, are completely and totally bullish on online sports betting for California. Okay. They're going to support it. 
They're going, this is the big question. Would they support online sports betting? Because in other states, the tribes have not supported online sports betting. In fact, it's been the biggest detriment. It's what's going on in Florida right now, where the tribes aren't going to be on board with this. But the California tribes are now on the record saying they are bullish on it. They are excited about it. And they believe that California, because we know it's true, will become one of the largest online sports betting markets in the world. <laughs> how long till we get it? If we have the tribes on board, how long till California passes this? We already talked about it. A hundred million dollars on either side for this betting initiative in November. We have a hundred million on either side of this going into TV ads, pro and con to get California to have legalized sports betting. This is I, the bag of bags. It's just, this, is, I, this is the, I, <laughs> this I'm, just is, try, I'm trying to think like right now, like where it's coming from, how big it is. I mean, <laughs> It's as big as Rhode Island. Like the bag is as yeah. big as you got to bring. It's a whole, like, it's like five drink trucks. Great yeah. crane, I mean, are you bringing in this bag? Like, where are you putting it? You're going to have no. to put it out, like, out on Catalina Island somewhere. <laughs> so, like, it's going to be that gigantic. Um, It's good to see at least somebody on that side say, oh, yeah, it's going to be in. big. Right. Like, it's like, yeah. They're they're into it. Well, they're putting their flag out there saying, hey, hey, you know, we say it's okay. Come on over. Right. And and we'll take the bag. Sure. You know, I don't know. I think it has so much um, legal wrangling to go through. I don't think it's anytime soon. Well, not really, though, because if it passes in November, that puts November. You don't think so? No. Why don't, why are you so? I just think, I think the opposition is still too strong. I think the opposition is still too strong. It would be great if it did. It would fast track everything. I just, I don't think it'll pass. If that's the, if that's the hurdle, there's going to be a lot of things that happen between now and November in a lot of ways, in a lot of spaces, and a lot of people. I don't think of the big states left. Just so you know, just FYI, a poll was taken in late February. 45% of voters surveyed would support the amendment to the California constitution to allow sports betting. One third said they're opposed to it with the remaining 22 respondents saying they're undecided. Right. So that's the majority at the moment. 45. If you have an opinion, it's 45, 22 pro. Right. And then we'll, or sorry, 40, 45, 33, excuse me, 45, 33 with the remaining 22% up in the air as to what they would do. It's a big chunk. They probably took the poll from people in the casino or at the track. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to ask you a question. What do you think? No, about it's, not oh, yeah. polls, it's not how polls work, dude. Come on now. It was, well, as, as the LA Times where'd they get the it. poll information? Because they hire a polling person to call people. They do it on okay. the phone. They call oh, people. Oh, right. They text them on the call them. They don't go to a book and <laughs> do a poll. Oh, they go to the casino and ask them. Who's at Santa Anita? Hey, hey, at Santa Anita. Who, who who wants legalized sports betting? Come on out in the parking lot. Yeah, we're asking you. We got we have people out there doing a poll. You guys like gambling? Yes. Good. All right. Good. Thanks. Appreciate it. We're all in. Let's go. That's it. You know. I mean, awesome. Where are they getting the numbers? They're getting a list from they're the doing, casino. They're doing a poll. 
I don't know how they do polls. They have, how do they do any type of poll? I have a question. It's a poll. It's a whole nother show. (laughs) And how they do it. But I think, I don't know. They are bullshit. That's true. I mean, we had a president be elected off that. So yes. Oh, now you're talking about it. You're worried about gambling polls. I'm just saying that polls are bullshit. That's true. But you could think one thing and all of a sudden on election day, it goes a different way. But (laughs) I think it's interesting to look and see that you think that people in California are against this. No, I don't think, I think you asked the average person. I think they're for it. I mean, anything to make their lives easier. Right. It's, it's, know, it's, 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 it makes it, their lives easier. It's, it's similar to the whole cannabis conversation. It's very similar. Like people were just like, why is it not? Like what? I think people who get to the ballot box would be like, why isn't this legal in this state? Yeah, go ahead. Online sports betting. I will say this though. And this is a really, I want to, oh, where's that quote? I wanted to read it to you. Because I think it's such a fascinating quote. It's from the Colorado Attorney General uh-huh. yesterday. Uh-huh. Said, and this is what you've talked about on this show and off the air with me a ton. He said out loud publicly, "If the sports books don't want to be regulated, they better watch the way they're advertising." <laughs> The Colorado Attorney General, California, California. No, Colorado. Oh, they're legal. Colorado Attorney General is saying publicly, if you don't want to be regulated, you better pay attention to the way you're advertising. Oh, so the inundation of advertisements is the one part of the actual legitimate argument against online sports betting in California, where you could say, do you really want to have every other ad be for a sports book while you're oh, watching a baseball game? Nobody wants that. Do you really want to have every other ad you're watching your LA Lakers? Do you want every other ad to be for a Laker bet, you know, booting, betting opportunity? So that's a legitimate I think it's a legitimate other side argument that could turn people's opinion against the legalization in California because they're going to cite other states like a quote from the Colorado attorney general when he says you guys are not being respectful or not being responsible with the way you're advertising. It's hard to tell them, though, when they're paying. Right. I mean, the books will pay whatever the advertisers tell them the rate is. Yeah. It's like what's going on with the housing market all over the place. You tell you the price is three hundred thousand. Somebody comes in and says, "We'll pay you four. Well, wait a second. The price was three. I mean, that, that the people that wanted to buy the house and have a family of four want right. to live in the house. We were going to buy it for three. They got the finance. Yeah, but we'll pay four. I mean, you take the money. Everybody, all the advertisers are taking the money. The books don't even care what the rates are. They just want to inundate you with the advertising. We saw it with the fantasy. I used to sit in the books and go, man, every commercial is about the fantasy. And right. they, they literally took over the world with that. They took over the world. So now <laughs> it's 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 happening again. Um, they I didn't always, learn. They, they, they did not learn from what happened the first time around. They did not. And, they, and they had to come in. And slap them on the wrist with the fantasy. They're going to have to do the same thing with the gambling. There's no question about that. I always say to you, off the air, both on the air, whatever, and I say to anyone that asks, like, when these things, you have to look at who's opposed to it. Some of the biggest books I know, people betting, right, live in California. 
I don't know. We'll see. I don't think that until they get the push that they want, there's a lot of interest that don't want to see it go legal too. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was in New York too, though. It took them. It took New York. If New York got the operators to agree to a 52% tax rate. Right. What are they going to get in California? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the biggest market. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It ain't going to be for the operators. I can tell you that. They're going to they're gonna take them for it. I can't imagine what a license is going to cost. Can you imagine? I, I don't even know what the numbers are going to be absurd. Well, if you think about it, we talked about yesterday, the numbers for a license for a casino in New York, $1 billion. <laughs> So what's a license from California? I guess it, comes, it would come down to how many licenses do they want, right? Because like... In Should you limit the number of licenses? No. Like I think in a state it, like Colorado, I mean, you can go get a license. Me and you can go get a license if we bring the money. Yeah. I, I think if you have the money to get to get to operate a sports book and you can pass the regulatory bar and you can get cleared, I think there shouldn't be a limit. There should be an unlimited. Whoever wants to run a business in the, in the, in, a, in, a, in the space of California, right. run, run the business. Like if you have the license, this, the state sits, you know, puts the license on and says, okay, it's $50 million, hundred million dollars. $200 million, whatever it is. If you have the money, we're then going to go ahead and run through your board. We're going to run through your funding. We're going to find out who is backing you. Look at your product. Look at your operation. If you clear our hurdle for regulatory, anybody should be allowed in. It's up to you how high you want to put the bar. You know, you, you, you can pick the winners and losers based upon how expensive it's going to be to operate there. Because California is not like New York. I think operators went into New York because they felt like it was important from an image standpoint to be in New York. I don't know if they feel like California, they've got to be there from an image standpoint. They've got to be there for the money. Right. That's the difference. Right. But then it's, it's a different calculus. It's, it's more important to be in California. Right. But it's a, it's a different calculus. Remember how we talked to, we talked to people off the, off the air about this. They're like, look, we don't have a choice. We need to go into New York because we just need to be in New York. And we, if we don't make any money, we'll make money in other places just based upon the brand awareness we get by operating in New York. I don't know if that's the case in California. They need to make money in California. When they mm. go in, when they go I in. Mean, I mean, you would, they, you would hope so. They need yeah. to make money everywhere, but if, New York California is it's hard to make money. Doesn't set up the deal for them to make money. Can you imagine the biggest market, bigger than New York, or at least equal to, would be a loss leader in this business? What the hell are they doing? Not in California. In New York, you can be a loss leader. It can't be in Colorado. It just California. So you're saying Colorado? Just, excuse me, in California. It can't be in, in, in California. You you have to make money in California. Because I do think California is going to do it the way – I mean, I think the, the cost is going to be outrageous <laughs> for a license. A license is going to be outrageous. There's no way. What's the tax rate going to be? That's what I mean. If New York put 50, 50, 51 and a half or whatever, 51 point whatever it was, if that's, if that's the bar, California is the tax state of America. That's what I mean. So do they, do they go 60? Do they have the balls to go 60? Say, hey, we're gonna take we're, we're taking six dollars every ten you make. Good luck. <laughs> Jeez, that's gonna be something that's else. Amazing, right? Like, so at what point 
Do the voters say, what do we need this for? Well, they need need the money. I mean, obviously, New York, I mean, New York is not going to make the money that California could potentially make. It has a lot to do with the shortfalls that California has had in certain large population states, uh, I mean, centers. I mean, for a long time, California was was operating with, with a deficit that they had to figure out. So, I mean, if you do it, I mean, there's ways of positioning it. Same way they legalize cannabis. You come back and say, we're going to fund roads, bridges, schools. You know, we're going to we're going to set up these these systems in place to help to raise money to help people because we need the in our coffers. We need the money. I mean, people will back it if you do it. Now, does it actually make a benefit? Does the money go anywhere? Yeah, that's all. You know, <laughs> somebody somebody else's conversation, not ours, but like right. that, that essentially will be the conversation that they'll have. The calculus they'll come up with is so like, all right. So the uh, we talked about it being, let's say it's fifty billion a year handle, hold percentage of three to five percent. What's the tax rate on 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 that? Is it to be, are we taxing fifty billion? Are we taxing revenue? Are we taxing are, are we taxing handle? Like what's the you know, how does that fight happen? But I'm more I'm more inclined to have that fight than the legalization, whether or not it should be legal or not fight. I think We're, one goes in hand with the other. It does. But the average person doesn't get that. I mean, oh, the average person. They just want sport. The just guy wants walks, to go on her phone and make it. Yeah, the guy that walks in, the guy that walks into the, the, the voting booth is just no. being asked, do you want to be able to bet on your phone legally? Yes or no? Done. Yes. Yes. Okay. Then once it gets legalized, that's when the real bags come out. Right. Oh, yeah. Because then it's, okay, well, let's see how long it takes. I mean, Maryland has been going at this. Maryland legalized a year ago. And Maryland's not legal yet. Not that. <laughs> Everyone's going like, okay, so Maryland's like, when? Like, hi, like, excuse me, like, when are you going to go legal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll come around to it. We'll figure We'll, we'll figure it out. I got guys in Maryland now in, in, uh, in Ocean City. They drive over to Delaware. Put the, the, you know, stuff in just because they can. Yeah. And this big, I mean, Maryland's a big market. There's a lot of money. I mean, Virginia going legal is big. DC being legal is big. And then you get Maryland, you have all three. And that's where I think when you have states like that, that's where competition comes in. And that's good. It's good for the market. It's good for the player. Then they start competing because you can cross over in different states and just be geo targeted in. And hey, you live in, you know, live in Ocean City. You can go to either Delaware, Virginia. Maryland, DC, like you can, you can figure out, you can start to, you know, drive two or three hours and all of a sudden you're getting four or five deposit bonuses, make the same bet. Yeah, you can do that. So if they screwed us up in California, it won't have nearly the impact that it could have on us in Nevada. I would agree. But if they don't screw it up, it's a kick to the nuts to this. Yep. (laughs) It's, It's a full on wind up punt. The Pat McAfee punt to the groin of this market. Oh, it is not a good deal for this market if that if, if that's what happens <laughs> here in this town. I rewatched that match, by the way. Vince punted that ball right into Pat's ribs. Ow. He did he show, didn't he show? I, I saw a picture of him showing his side. Well, he, had a, he had a big old well yeah, nasty. The, he said that was actually probably the thing that hurt the most was Vince kicking that ball right into his ribs from because the ball is cement pats it that ball is like one of those those hard balls so he's like that ball actually that hurt damn yeah all right time for our betprep.com prop bet of the day 
a little two bet win streak going here after a three game losing streak or three pick losing streak. Streaky. A little, little bad. Yeah, it's been very, streaky. very streaky. Oh, and five, 11 out of 14. Oh, and three, two in a row. Very streaky. Very streaky. Here we're going to Nick Claxon under six and a half rebounds. Who? Nick Claxon. I don't even know who Nick Claxon is. Who's Nick Claxon? Plays Tell the for people. the Nets. Does okay. So here we go. Uh, he averaged. Um, played against the Cavs just once this year. Came in with five boards. You figure he may have increased minutes, but depending on how the game goes, going into the playoffs, seven or more rebounds in three of his last sixteen games against teams with a winning record. That's four point nine per. Recorded seven or more in just three of his last fourteen games at home, averaging five point four. Recorded seven or more in two of his last twelve games against a top ten defense, which is what the Cavaliers are. Four point nine per game. Claxton under six and a half boards at minus one hundred two at Fanduel. Like it or not? I mean, considering I literally just said thirty seconds ago, I didn't know who Nick Claxton was or what <laughs> team he played on. Does it actually matter whether I like it or not? <laughs> um, no, no, not really. But yeah, it really does not. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I like it because it's an under. It's an under. Yep, that's I figured. Yep, and <laughs> and the game totals lower. Um, so yeah, I like the under. I mean, I'm leaning the under in the game. So you tell me you got under in a prop of a guy who averages around that number. I like it. I like it. Do you like it? I like it. Yeah, I just. <laughs> But, but I, we've talked about this. Rebounds are just such a so random, so random. The variance is just so all over the place. So it's hard. But I do think that minor players in the postseason tend to not get as much run. You start to lean on your big guys. You lean on your big players. So under six and a half. I think the numbers suggest he goes under on this. It's either going to go way under or way over. Mm. I don't think I don't think it goes to six, and we're sweating on this in the fourth quarter. This guy either has like one rebound in the fourth quarter, or he's got ten in the fourth quarter. Mm. One okay. or the other, in my mind, as to how this mm. game's going to go. If this game gets played, by the way, like we think this game's getting played, but as we talked about at the top of the show, it is a little bit of a question as to whether or not this game uh, gets played tonight, just due to what's going on in Brooklyn. I have a better I have a better book it that I'd like to lead off with to you before when we start the better book. That's right, right now. So let's go right into it. What is what is the better book it? All right. So on FanDuel, they have this play-in tournament. It's called to advance from the play-in tournament. And you get to pick the four teams, and they have a price for all four teams. Okay. Before we start the playing games tonight. All right. Hmm? Better book it. The four teams are. Brooklyn, mm. Atlanta, mm. Minnesota, mm. and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Plus 440. That's the second choice. Because the other one is Brooklyn, Cleveland, Minnesota, and the Clippers. That one's only plus 130. But I went to the second choice at plus 440. Brooklyn, Atlanta, Minnesota, and the Clippers are your four teams to come out of this plan. The difference between one and two is that the Clippers are replacing Cavaliers? No. The difference between one and two are the Hawks are replacing the Cavaliers. Clippers are part of the first run. Clippers are part of the first group? Yeah. 
That's the only difference. Is the is the so the odds on favorites are the are the best are the teams right. that are playing. Right, right. Like it's, it, that's it, plus one thirty. I don't think that's happening. I don't think we get the four easy seats. Like I, I think one of these other teams are winning. So you get Brooklyn, Atlanta in the East, Minnesota, okay. and the Clippers in the West. That price is plus four forty. After that, like you get that. nine to one, ten to one, fourteen to one with the combinations. Yeah, is I like that. Your, that. It's not uh, bad, right? I, I would bet that. Yeah, I'd bet that. Yeah, because I mean, you get the best numbers. I mean, in terms of like Clippers, Timberwolves have the two best records by a ways, right? Just stop and think about it. I mean. I'm not in love with the Pelicans. I like the Spurs potentially to win one game, not two. Right. And Timberwolves, I mean, Clippers win tonight. You know, Clippers are. T-Wolves are big favorites in a home game against either one of them. Yeah, and then T-Wolves are going to wax Pelicans with the Spurs. They're going to get in. They're sitting at home. So Clippers win tonight. They're in. Timberwolves win two days from now. They're in. Right. Brooklyn wins tonight. They're in. And then the Cavaliers are so the plus four forty includes Cleveland or does it does not include Cleveland? I swear Farrah, check his headphones. He's not no, even listening. I'm listening. Show. It's it, it could be four, you mean eight different teams. This is not I like said, this should be there, next it's time. The same. Next Here, time, listen. This, next time send it to Demat and he'll put it on the screen so I can no, no, see no. it. I just not trying to do I literally just came up with this. Brooklyn, you you Minnesota, and the Clippers. I thought it was on Fandle. It's Fandle that you said. It's on Fandle. Yeah, you're not making it up. Well, no, I there. just I just thought of this while ah, I was looking oh, at it. Okay. I didn't think of this before, literally two minutes ago. <laughs> Brooklyn, Minnesota, and the Clippers are the same okay. in both options. Okay. The only difference is for the second choice and plus 440. Wow. Why is that such a, a different change between the Hawks and the Cavs? Because the Cavs, if they lose tonight, the Cavs play at home against it against either Atlanta or the Hornets, right? Right, which means that it's going to be they're they're the favorite. So so why? like, if you can get the three in, you can actually bet the other side and and make money. Like it's it's, it's it, this gives you outs. If you right. think Brooklyn's going to win, which they are, Brooklyn's getting yeah. in. Right. If you think, I think the Clippers are getting in. I agree. Even if they lose the first game, I think they win the second game. They're okay. in. Minnesota's the one I'm most worried about here. Honestly. I, I I just think that the price differential between having Cleveland and Atlanta in this thing is is out of whack. So when I see the value, I'm like, wow, plus four forty. Jeez, I'd rather have Atlanta in that spot. That's that that's what I was asking. Oh, you would. Yeah, yeah. Huh. That's an interesting bet. Well, I mean, only because I mean, like, if Cleveland wins tonight, they're in. Okay. Correct. Yeah. And then Brooklyn's definitely beating one right. of the other teams, are they? Right. Not? And then they're in. Right. Yes. I so like now, I like Cavs. I mean, I like Cavs. You like the first Nets. one. Yeah, I okay. like Cavs, Nets, Timberwolves, Timberwolves Clippers. Clippers. That's yeah. plus 130. So you yeah, would I like book this Nets, Hawks, Timberwolves, Clippers. Hawks, I don't them. like. I, okay. I don't I don't think the, the Hawks have just recently been playing really well. I think okay. it might be it might be fool's gold. Okay. I mean, I, I bet them over 47 and a half wins this past year. They won 43. They came woefully short of their projected win total. And they got very hot late in the year. And they just started steamrolling people late in the year. And I wasn't, I mean, I don't know if I buy it at the moment. 
I mean, mm. they went from, let's see, dating back to the 25th of March. They only lost two games. They whipped people. Mm. So they won what? One, two, three, four, five. They went eight and two down the stretch to get to, to get to the playoffs. Right. Not sure. Not sure how real that is for Atlanta. Mm. So I don't know, but it's the playoffs and teams that get in. Once you're in the tournament, you're in the tournament. And last year, Trey young was amazing. In yes. He was awesome in this tournament. So can't get that out of my head. Yeah. So if he turns it on again, and he's going for 45 and hitting, you know, three quarter court shots, basically. Okay. I mean, that's how Atlanta, you know, put his team on his back and goes to work, but I just haven't seen enough. There's been some bad blood. There's some contract problems. John Collins was angry halfway into the year for the ways he was being used. And mm-hmm. some guys got a little ego issue going on from last year, thinking they should have been a bigger role, a bigger part of the team after last year's run and they did, they stopped doing what made them good last year, which was playing team basketball and understanding their roles and playing their roles. They didn't, they didn't do it. They didn't have the same type of season. I thought they'd take a step up. They took a step back. Unfortunately. Right. Okay. I think I know where you are on both these. I could have gotten a better number. If I waited, I didn't wait. I took eight and a half last night. Could have gotten nine and a half tonight. How are you feeling about the Cavaliers tonight? A plus eight and a half. For the audience, they can get nine and a half on the on the Cavaliers tonight as a dog betting it or booking it. Um, I want to see Cleveland win so bad. I do. Don't need to win. Awesome. Just cover. I think they can cover. I mean, they're moving this number. It's it's but they bet the Nets all the time. They've been terrible at home. Terrible. Nine thirty-one and two, I think the number is. Yeah, but again, throw all those Kyrie. Out because yes. Kyrie didn't play. But they haven't been good over the last 10 either. Even with Kyrie, they weren't good at home. I'm worried. I'm worried about this because this could be the blowout. Like this, 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 this could be the game where, you know, like they just pack it in. It's just yeah. we're not beating them tonight. We'll beat we'll we gotta win the game against either Charlotte or Atlanta. That's most important right now. And this becomes an 18-point loss. Some BS like that. But I mean, possible for, for my heart, I'd rather see you cover this. Would you rather? Here's, here's a question because this is how I was handicapping this last night. So let's just play that out. So you lose, right? So you go into a must win situation where you're playing for the eight seed. Mm-hmm. Would you rather play Miami or Boston? Who would you rather play? Right now? If you're Cleveland, who would you rather play? Yeah. I'd have to look how we did against them during the regular season. But I, mean, I think what? Boston's team I'd rather play over Miami. Boston doesn't have Robert Williams. It's a big deal. It's, like, it's a huge deal. Not yeah. Having, not having their big, not having their best defensive big man is a monster to me. And if Cleveland, who has good big men, Allen's out, he's out of this game, but he's coming back. I mean, if I'm Cleveland, I want to play Boston. I think that's why they go at it hard tonight. Right. They, they see Boston. They're going, you know what? We can beat the Celtics. We can get past them. We beat the Nets. We can beat the Celtics. Right. So that's my point. I, I think they'd rather, you know, don't, for starters, you rest. You don't play an extra game. But right. I think I think they go fully at it tonight trying to get past Brooklyn. I don't think they do it. I think it's probably a five-point win for the Nets. But I'll take the eight and a half points. Makes sense. Anything over seven and a half, I like. So we'll we'll bet it. 
Okay. And then I could have gotten another better number if I waited, but I didn't. I bet it overnight. Took the Clippers plus three last night up against the Timberwolves. You can get three and a half now, which is obviously I like that number better. Where can you get three and a half, sir? You could have gotten three and a half. I know people have gotten it. I, I didn't see it, but you could have gotten it. People are even gambling. Twitter has been tweeting about it like crazy going like you should have okay. gotten three and a half. You gotten three and a half. Right. So I, I didn't have it. Three and a half. I didn't have access to it, but gotcha. I know it did exist. Plus three betting on a booking Clippers tonight against T-Wolves. Uh, betting it. Betting it. I think the Clippers win the game. I hope they win the game. Ooh, 3-2 Boston. There you go. Red Sox come to life. <laughs> you know what's weird? Uh, and and, and it, this can be, we can go to favorite, favorite thing about today. Do you ever think it's strange that there's live lines now on MLB Network? Yeah, they have live lines now. Did you so, see my tweet the other day? Amazing to me. Sunday Night Baseball. They had on the K-Rodcast, which, by the way, um, they I had, believe... Yeah, they, they had the commissioner on. He talked about in-game betting and talked about I, I would re- be, revenue streams. The kids would use the word cringe <laughs> to describe the K-Rodcast. Mm. I watched 30 seconds of it and shut it off. Tough watch. Horrible. Tough, tough. I don't need all of it. I don't need all these secondary, like, I don't need everything to be a Manning cast. I just just, like, I I know they're trying to find ways of getting kids involved. But like at the end of the day, just give me the damn game and stop. Kids want to watch the game. I, I don't need 15 people talking. I don't need 15 different ways. I mean, once in a while. Yeah. Okay. I I'll, I'll give you that. But like, if there's like ever a gambling network that can just go ahead and have gambling conversations with the game on in the background, like you have the rights to it and like you do it every single game and you build a personality up and you build a chemistry going, okay, fine. But like these like one-offs all about Manning casts, K-Rod casts or whatever the hell. Don't need it. Don't need I, it. I agree. But they had the odds scrolling at the bottom of that. That was, yeah. I took that picture and tweeted it and I was like, we have it all. We have, uh, you know, Roger Clemens was on via Zoom call. Tough, tough, I, tough, tough interview. I played the right way. I played the right way. Yeah. I just, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, it's he a deep tries. level of psychosis to keep on lying to yourself publicly like that. It's great. He tr- he tries so hard, and and it's just like all right, and then. But I saw the lines on there, so yes. To answer your question, yes, it's, it's live, but not pre pregame. I'm, I, it's, it's no, the it's live, live. That's wild. The, the, the live numbers are up there. Like Red Sox Dodge, Red Sox Tigers. Right now, you can look at the the Red Sox are plus one sixty to win the game, down three yeah. two right now. Uh huh. That's it's like well, in game. <laughs> hey, like, wow! In a year, you know this. You're gonna have a a place where you could scroll right over. And place a bet right from that same screen. Yeah. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd be very curious to see how the technology for streaming apps, what, how do people feel about having their FanDuel or DraftKings account be linked to a streaming service that they can use their phone <laughs> and or use their remote to make a bet? How do you think they'll feel? Most most will be excited about it. Most most will love it. Others might take a pause and go, hmm, 
that's interesting. I don't know about that type of thing. But eventually, they'll eventually it'll just become part of the experience. It'll be accepted and it'll be just normal. Nothing. I think it's going to go the other way. You do. I do. 20% of people bet, Matt. You ever watch Twitch? Yeah. You know what's chaos is on that screen? Uh Uh-huh. Kids are fine with it. I know. I don't think people, I think people who don't want to bet aren't going to care. They're just going to go, okay, yeah, that's for somebody else, not for me. I don't think they'll be angry about it. I think they'll be totally accepting of it. They just won't, you know, they won't do it. I'm not saying 80% of the people watching are going to actually bet. I just don't think they're going to care. I think someone will care. Just like the guy, the Colorado attorney general is talking about the advertising. I, I think agree. somebody's going to care. That, uh, that, but it has to be on the federal level for that to I matter. think somebody's going to care. <sighs> See what's going on over in England. It's already happening. Ask the people at ICE what they had to but do. But the people in England, it's because they're having problems with money over there. So, having problems with money? Yeah, so like there's the the overall economy over there is struggling. So people think it's predatory right now because people are hurting over there economy-wise and they're marketing gambling to them. And they're like, is that really the right way of doing it? Because people are taking the government-issued money and they're gambling it, so it doesn't really look good type of thing. At least here, I know we have inflation, we've got problems, we have you know housing bubbles. I get all the shit we've got right now that could blow up in our face. But today, right now, we're okay. Right. And so it doesn't resonate as loudly. In the book, it, I always looked a move ahead. I'm of just seeing it, you know, seeing what's going on in other places. Ask the people in Australia, ask the people in England where they did all of this already. They put it, it was right. 20 they made years, it, too it was easy. 20 years ago. No, 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 no. Look at the England. Look at the, look at the path okay. in the last two years, what they had to do over there, what they did in, Australia three to four years ago. They did it there first. Okay. Moved to England. They're coming here. Same thing's happening. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm just saying huh. I've seen this before. I've seen it offshore 20 years ago. It's the same, it's the same movie. I've I agree. The same thing. But we don't, we're not fully legal yet. I don't think we get to that point until we're fully legal. You got three mm. behemoths. You got three states in Florida, Texas, California. Until those states are legal. We don't have a mature market and we don't have all eyes on it. You put well, all I think federal, I think all eyes, on. right? I think all eyes will come when one of those three go. I think huh. one of those three are gonna be enough to New York's the- done it. New York was the first one to fall. It's it's the big four. Correct. And now I don't know. Florida goes. I don't think Florida is the one that does it. I think people write off Florida as being crazy Florida. That's true. That so might I, be. So I, I think people that. just write off. It's like, yeah, that's fuck it. It's Florida. Like just you know, they keep doing that with a lot of things. You're right. right. Fuck it. That's Florida. Florida, Florida man. And what, you know, the whole <laughs> meme like chopping off Florida, letting it go to the ocean. Like Florida is mm. Florida, but California or Texas, I probably would agree. Right, Te- Texas. I guarantee you, if Texas goes before Florida, oh, the oh. religious side of things, the oh. righteous, the righteous Bible oh. side of things, somebody, somebody will make that their platform. Of this is ruining lives. This is, you know, we don't know where the people are taking their money. This is all international money coming in. Why are mm. we allowing these international people to mm. come in here and make all this money off of America? Blah blah blah. 
Texas is going to be a, if, I mean, that's the really interesting thing with Texas is because of how diverse and uh, how different parts of the state react to things. Dallas and Houston are a whole lot different than Lubbock. Right. In terms of how they look at the world right. and what they think and what they want. Mm. And if you're on the Oklahoma border versus the Mexico border, like Ooh. there's totally different opinions about what you want in your life. Yeah. Texas is the one that I think would really create a wild situation. Yes. If it goes. Do I think it goes? Probably not anytime soon. I don't think for But you have Jerry Jones and you got Mark Cuban who are both pushing for it. So they might be able to get it. If anybody can figure it out, it'll be those two. Hell yeah. The money they got. (laughs) Favorite thing about today on a Tuesday is what? So yesterday we had a pretty special favorite thing about today. Um, And, you know, talked about just one, like, you know, how precious life is and stuff. And we got some feedback and, you know, you sent me a text um, that, you know, I just wanted to mention a guy, Jay Dalbetz, and he watches the show. It made me realize what my favorite thing about today is, is what my favorite thing about every day is Monday through Friday is us doing the show. And hopefully people listen wherever you're listening to it via podcast or watching it on the YouTube feed on props.com or anything like that. It's become such a fun outlet for both of us and all the texts and the things that we share and like, you know, and fair is getting creative with all this stuff. It's been a blast, Mm. but it's also a reminder that somebody's going through something somewhere (laughs) and they're driving somewhere and they're listening to us or they're taking an hour and a half which is supposed to be an hour and a half, and we're doing almost two hours now. Supposed to be an hour. Supposed to be an hour. We got to get back to that. We got to tighten it up. That's fine. No, it's not. We're adding more. We can't do that. We got to add more. We're going the other way. In two weeks, we're going the other way. We got people to talk to about that. If we're going to add more, it's happening. We already said you know what's coming. You know what's coming in two weeks. We already agreed to it. You can't go back to it. We already agreed to do it. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm going to need a raise for that, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's the first you know, We're already doing it. We already are doing it. <laughs> you, you know, you both know what's coming in two weeks. Once we get the, it's in the lawyers' hands at the moment. Fair. I'll meet you for lunch. We'll talk about once it. Once the lawyers get it done, we're already doing this right now. As of right now, we've already qualified for how much we have to do content-wise just today. So listen, but I just was reminded with, I, I mean, we got a bunch of feedback from yesterday's show. Yeah, and. Listen, we're on the road to 100. We don't know yet what we're doing, but we're on the road to 100. Today's 84. Today's 84. 84. Yep. Antonio Brown, 84. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That's what I thought of when I thought of 84. But, no, I I just want to – the favorite thing about today is that people are actually listening and people are responding. You guys get in this chat and light it up and go back and forth and say hello to me and Matt, but you say hello to each other. Mm. I tweeted a picture of me in the hat. And already got responses like people want the hat <laughs> immediately. Like yeah. me, like I'm DM. Like, do you yeah. have any extra hats? Can you send me a hat today? <laughs> I haven't even turned on my stuff. Like I just looked at it now while you were talking about it's the coming. states, and I'm like, yeah. he wants a hat. Like, how does he even know that? I'm like, oh yeah, I tweeted about it. Yeah. So the ability to reach someone, we have it right now, mm. which is great. But I just the favorite thing about today is that you don't know. 
who you're reaching or when you're reaching them. Just everyday life. And having this place and having this platform and having this show has been an absolute joy and mm. a great creative outlet for for me and you and, and our relationship with the listeners and w- people watching is growing every day. I just wanted to take a minute and say thanks because that's that's my favorite thing about today. And it ain't even noon yet. Amen to that. SoCal DJ and said, Dave, we wanted a hat before you even, before even the first one was made. <laughs> so there, there you go. So we got stuff we got to do. We got to talk to some people. They were clever. People want the hats. I, I did it yesterday. We got got the first order being put into place. And so we nice. were, we're the first run's going to be, you know, we're going to make a hundred and then see how, the, how it goes. And if you guys are coming to the NFL draft, you have to tell us, okay? Because I don't know what we're doing yet. Ooh. But while I'm, I, my brain's already going, and oh like, boy. I got to figure out, like, do we go to Chickie and Pete's? Like, what are we doing? Like, we 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 need to have a BVB event, and then like, first ten people that show, first ten people who show up, we'll give you a BVB hat. So you come in, you know. So little. NFL draft viewing party with me and you because like all, all we do on a Thursday night, right? We're just going just gonna to hang out, right? So why not have a viewing party on the strip, you know, in some form or fashion? Like we'll go and cover the stuff for the draft. But once the draft's going on, I've covered it. It's boring as hell. Like, it's oh, just, thank it's goodness. Just, thank goodness you said it out loud. Oh, I've been thinking this for 15 years. Oh, my God. It's boring as hell. It, being live, it, it's neat to be there and see it. It's, be, it's cool to be at the beginning of the week right because everyone comes in there's all these events i mean gronk beach is going to be flipping crazy everyone telling me like i've I've been asked like three times you're going to gronk beach like i wasn't planning on it but i don't know should i and they're like we should i don't know it's going to be crazy like i was like really like yeah this is going to be like you're going to want to be there i'm like okay and then you know, Johnny We've Katz, been yes. at these crazy I know, parties. Johnny I don't Katz, know if we Johnny Katz from there. the RJ was like, he interviewed Gronk yesterday on a Zoom call. And he was like, I wasn't really all that into it until we talked about it. And now just like, now I'm going. Are you going? I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to go. I was, like, I was like, I haven't really thought about it. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's going to be insane. Like Encore Beach Club is going to just be ridiculous with Gronk running around and doing Gronk things. So yeah, so, so that's, there's that. It's just... We got a lot of really cool things coming down the pike in the in, in a very short period of time. So if you if you're all coming to the draft, you gotta hit us up. DM me, DM Dave, like let us know you're coming in. We'll tell you where we're gonna go for that Thursday yeah. night. But that's from my first inclination is I haven't gone to Chickie and Pete's yet. You would keep on telling me how fun it is, and I'm like, all right, maybe that's where we wind up I'm going here for lunch right now after the show. Good for you. Oh, so then, are you a crab or a wing? Which one do you order? The kids load up on the crabs when we go. Yeah, I heard the crab yeah, crabs. Real, they are. I mean, they're good. I, I, lunch is just light. We're chicken. Chicken only. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I'll do the crabs for lunch. Don't do crab for lunch. Oh. Well, we got stuff to do later. If I ain't got nothing to do later, we can load up and then maybe take a nap, I think. <laughs> got stuff yeah. to do later. Please. Yeah. So my favorite thing about today is kind of concurrent again with what you were talking about in terms of how the audience is responding and kind of what we're getting to do every day. But I, I'm always amazed by the number of people who consume the clips on Twitter and then respond and remember it and then talk to me about it like two or three days later. (laughs) And like, I'm always kind of like 
I had to, I was talking to somebody yesterday and like, I had to like, they were bringing up a topic that you and I had tweeted about and we did it. I think it was on Friday of last week before yeah. the masters. And they like talked about like, but, and I was just like, how do you know that? And they're like, well, I watched the clip on Twitter. I'm like, oh, right. Like I had to like reset my brain that like people are consuming the show in such different ways. And it's such a unique because we talk for an hour and a half, hour and 45 right. minutes whatever, every day. Right. So we're just rambling, like constant, like stream of consciousness. Like there's no, like we script the show guys, but like, I have right. no idea what he's going to say when I say it. He doesn't know Shame. what I'm going to ask him. Like we have, we have no idea. Yeah. This is all unscripted, straight live. It's literally 120 minutes of straight talking. It's, <laughs> it's just all that it is. It's yeah. Two guys on two mics, on two cameras talking for 120 minutes. It's the yeah. rarest thing I know of. I don't know of a show other than it's like is doing this consistently without any like help, bells and whistles. Like Fair is helping us, obviously, but like not like a full production team, <laughs> like a full on like people who are doing research. We ain't got no research team no. or nothing like that. Hell no. No. no one giving us packets of shit to talk about. Like we just... Here's where we're going to go. Mean, if anybody wants talk. to, we could do that. Like we could figure that out. You can get an internship. We need a BVB intern. That'd be great. But we do need to go that, go through that. But I've talked, uh, I've already been asked about that from my UNLV students have said, can I intern on your show? And I've gone and had the conversation with our upper. It's a little more complex than I thought. So to be able to get a, to be able to get a kid actual college credit, there is a system we have to go through. So this right. summer, we're going to talk about doing that for next year. But during the year, it's difficult just to do it paperwork-wise to get it done. Right. So hopefully we'll do that. I, and so I, I just think it's amazing. I think it, it's been a rocket ship. We've got a lot of really cool things about to hit in the, in, in the very near future. The hats are coming. The events are coming. We've got another one planned in Arizona coming up here on the 28th, which is going to be a ton of fun for Doug and oh. Uh, and Sean to go to a viewing. They're going to do their own viewing party down in Phoenix for the draft. So I was like, well, shoot, they'll be in Phoenix. Like, let's do it with us. Um, you know, type of game. Do you like mock drafts, by the way? Do you find them boring? Oh, I'd rather go get a root connect. <laughs> I ain't lying. <laughs> I swear. I'd rather, it's just, do you like them? I don't like them personally. I like them for the audience. I like them for contests. I like to give stuff away doing like it. Like if somebody oh, hits I, a pick, yeah. oh, like, okay. like let the, let, let the, let the crazies go deep, deep, deep into it and like come up with like a mock draft. I've done live mock drafts for a while and they're actually pretty fun. Really? But yeah, they're actually pretty fun. It's just, it's just hard to do it. It's just, it's more of like a local radio thing than like a national radio or okay. national streaming type thing that we do. But like, it could be interesting. We, we could play games like three different options. If we have the party, we could do like three different options for who the team might take and like let people raise their hand. And like, if we'll just select one person, we'll just give a hat to one person who gets it right or whatever. Because like, really, it's all about the top 10. And then after that, it's disaster. Like, there's no way. Like, you can figure out the top 10. And after that, there's no way in hell you might get it right, but the odds, that's why the betting odds, like if you can pick who the Patriots will take at 23 or whatever, like the odds are like plus 5,000. Like it's ridiculous to hit that deep. And even in the first round to hit that deep. Right. As, as to what's going to happen. So we'll have some fun. We'll, we'll enjoy it. We'll do it for sure. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow for another two-hour whatever conversation. He's Dave. I'm Matt, the Bostonian versus the book. Talk to you for a Wednesday.